Greetings, salutations, hello everyone, and welcome to It's In Season, the anime podcast that is wrapping up our two reviews um, from the spring 2016 anime season. I'm David Majors, some of you out there might know me as DJM. My co-host Cody Anderson is out on assignment, but the other co-host, the other guy, my longtime standing tag team partner slash brother from another mother, aka Ness, aka Richard Waters is here. What's up, Richard? Not much. I'm just eyeing that empty chair and hoping maybe I can put my feet on it because watching all 12 no. of these episodes. From- no. No. That, that's not polite. That, it, that's it is Cody- rude. That's Cody's chair. He will be back. It is talk rude. about the su- And we're going to talk about the summer season and he will be here and we're going to debate and it's going to be a good time for everybody, right? I don't want to put my dirty shoes where he's actually going to end up uh, sitting his posterior on, so I'm looking out for you and your rear end, Cody, so you don't have to thank me for it, but you're welcome. Let, let's let's talk about some animus, shall we? Let's let's wrap up the, the two animus shows that we were watching. Uh, ReZero and The Lost Village, both picked out uh, by Young Codiferous at the beginning of this season, strangely enough. And yeah, they, we've come to the end of the spring season. Uh, thankfully, let's just jump into The Lost Village, which started and ended with a 12 episode series. Uh, we saw our cast of characters, uh, all 30 of them, uh, leave their lives behind, get on a bus, and go to a mysterious village where all sorts of weird, horrible, strange, wacky things happen to them. Uh, all under the guise of this dude named Mitsumune and his little infatuation with a girl named Masaki. Uh, Richard, we finished with the Lost Village. Uh, how are you feeling now that it's done? Overall, I'm going to say Lost Village, I'm actually going to take a different turn than what I perceived you and Cody said over the Twitter and maybe just from the other episodes we recorded, you didn't seem to like it at first or you just kind of going through the motions. It wasn't drawing you in. And then it started to a little bit lost village. Actually for me, I was in, in it from the very beginning, but if I'm being completely honest, the last few episodes didn't really do too much for me. So it kind of trailed off for a bit with me where I was ready for the ride, but by the end I was kind of disappointed. One thing I do, I did like about, uh, the show is right where we left off is, uh, we learned a little bit about our kind of main character, Mitsumone, and kind of his deal. And the reason he likes Masake, other than the fact that it's a girl and she's kind of paying attention to him is because one of the episodes we learn is that he actually has a brother. Not the dude that's kind of acting like his uh, protector, but an actual brother-brother from the same mother. And you actually kind of feel bad for this guy because his brother died. And in order to please his mother, because she was calling him by the dead brother's name. and So he had to take one for the team. And his, his handle, if you were, is for the uh, Lost Village was Mitsumune, his actual name, and Masaki, 
actually liked his real name, even though she everyone assumed it was a fake name. So he kind of liked her because no one actually took him seriously because he kind of had to bring on a, a different identity. So you kind of actually had a character development there, and he was more than just a generic, you know, avatar of you. So we actually got some development of some of the characters that weren't Lopon. And uh, Masake, she has her own little deal. She, you know, she came to the island to find Ray J, her dude. But as we learned for Mayoga, Lost Village, the Nanakis is all about overcoming fear. And that's what we all see. All these little nightmares they're seeing is stuff that they're, you know, suffering from in real life. And I guess the only way they can truly leave the village is to... I guess become daredevil and overcome great fear and just finally embrace what has been, you know, plaguing your life the whole time and then you can leave, maybe. So overall, Lost Village, I guess maybe it's be the fact that nothing really sinister truly happened. Not, I expected like most of them to die and since only really one person kind of suffered in the end, it it just kind of became a wash. I enjoyed the ride, but by the end, like Mitch Hedberg would say, with regards to pancakes, I was just sick of it by by the closing of episode eleven and twelve. Lost Village, it was okay, but it started out a lot better, in my opinion. Okay, all right, because for me, like you said at the beginning, I was very bleh on the Lost Village at the beginning. And I was surprised at how much I enjoyed the ending. Uh, while we had been reviewing the series, I had said that there were a lot of things that kind of reminded me of Japanese horror and Japanese thriller movies. And I guess in a lot of ways, it ended like a lot of those, where in the end, nothing really happened. But the truth is, I didn't entirely mind it. I didn't mind that... Really, none of the characters had anything terrible happen to them. Even the one guy that I really liked, Yotsun, came back. And I was happy to see him. I I popped for Yotsun, because he, he was a rapper, and Japanese rappers entertained me. And I would say that the one thing from the ending of the show uh, that I did have an issue with was the fact that it seemed like none of the characters, save for Mitsubune and Masaki, were really willing to leave. They weren't really willing to face their fears in the Nanaki village and leave the village. And it seemed like that was the point all along, that they left their old lives behind, yes, but the whole point of going to the village was to come to terms with your life and then find a way to move on. But I guess in a way, that was their way of moving on by staying in the village. Because I guess they really don't want to go back to their lives, which is fine. But can a show really do that when it was so self-aware for the entire sh tenure of the series? The show seemed to be so self-aware and then have a rather sincere ending. And I don't know if I'm able to give it a pass on that one. I like that Mitsumune 
was able to, in a lot of ways, come to terms with himself, uh, as well as Masaki, who had an amazing story in the end, as it turned out. And I was really surprised that, as I was trudging through the majority of this series, I actually ended up caring about how it ended. And for me, it ended surprisingly strong. Uh, that's Those are the words that I keep saying. It was surprisingly strong how the show ended. There weren't a lot of deaths. No, there wasn't a lot of slasher Japanese horror violence. No, but there are plenty of better places for that. But I was never particularly upset about it. I was just glad that it went somewhere. Because for a majority of the series, everybody on the series, save for Mitsumune, uh, his older brother figure, and the dude that was always angry about everything, no matter what, for the majority of the series, everybody just seemed to be derping around, for the lack of a better term. I don't know how you feel about that, Richard, but for most of it, it just felt like everybody was just kind of derping around complaining and not really doing anything what do you think yeah i definitely think that was the case and so there's just there was just so many characters i mean if you actually pay attention during the opening opening music video a lot of times for the opening and ending i don't really pay too much attention to the actual animation but for the opening they actually list all the various characters it's very impressive in 90 seconds so I guess they couldn't really do, do too much with regards to what they can do since it's only a 12-episode series. And I guess one of the reasons I was probably disappointed is the first episode or two, it made it seem like there was a monster stalking them. So I guess going into this, I expected some sort of Lord of the Flies thing. And the fact that... Well, no there was... Well, Richard, there was kind of a monster stalking them. Sort of, as we saw at the end of the series, that it was the big Nanaki monster demon thing that they all saw. So you could kind of make the case that there was a monster. It was just the monster was inside of their heads all along. Bum, bum, bum. You know, I actually do like Scarecrow as a Batman villain. But I don't know, I wasn't really feeling that too much for this. I guess for for all intents and purposes, I've never been too big on the Japanese thriller side. Or maybe I should dive into it more because I really haven't seen that that much of it. So since you kept alluding to it throughout the uh, spring season, maybe it's something I should look into. More um, they're def they're definitely more about the suspense than they are the the shock, and that's what I think the Lost Village, in its own way, succeeded at. They succeeded at building a lot of suspense uh, into thinking of possibilities as to what might happen. What did happen wasn't exactly an explosive finish. But I think it was a satisfactory one. And I'm guessing you don't entirely agree with me on that one? I agree that the journey was definitely entertaining. And it was a, a good ride. But the destination, uh, not so much. I mean, it was just okay. I should say that. 
yeah, I think we can, I think we can say that we're, we're both in the same boat in saying that it was okay overall. We, we'll both say that The Lost Village was an okay show, except for Richard, it started off high and then ended on a low note, whereas for me, it started off really on the low end and then picked up at the end. So we're, I think we're both meeting in the middle. Sounds like we're meeting in the middle. You know, it's just like a buffet line. One of us started on one end, the other one started on the other. We meet in the middle, we both grab a an egg roll, and, and we're satisfied, just for different reasons. Well, then, my friend, let's just start with dessert, shall we? And let's talk about Re-Zero, starting life in another world, with our boy Subaru and his life in this fantasy RPG universe. I gotta say, after 12 episodes of this show, I was really glad that it finally went to the next stage and episode 12. But as fun as the majority of these 12 episodes were, it took a long while to get there, wouldn't you say? Yeah. What's interesting about ReZero is uh, it's not a 12-episode series. I believe it's only 25, and it's possible to get future seasons. But, yeah, so we were going into this expecting... Well, I guess you, after about three or four episodes, kind of uh, samey, where it's repeating the same process. So it was definitely hard to get into, knowing that we're only going to be discussing about half of it. And uh, it's definitely taking a turn that I didn't expect. After like three or four episodes dealing with the murders, which... And then moving on to the mansion with the the twin maids, I thought it was just going to be... Three episodes here dealing with this, three episodes here dealing with this, and then they would move on between Subaru and Amelia, just various stages across this world. So it has definitely taken a turn that I didn't expect from when we left off to episode 12. And and I have to say, one of the episodes that definitely brought me into it, like really said, hey, this is some good stuff is when they actually went through the process of showing us the the background and just the what makes the twin maids the twin maids and that was uh showing us that they're in fact demons and they're twins and with demons too oftentimes uh they like to murder their young and what we found out here is uh demons are born with horns that's how you can tell them apart is if someone has horns, they're more than likely a demon. And with the twins, they each share a horn, and I guess that's not good because they're half as powerful or, or something. So they wanted to, you know, potentially kill one off. And, yeah, I definitely enjoyed the maid backstory and just knowing about demons and stuff like that. You could almost make a series on your own just based on this, but we actually got some background, and that's always good on the maids, on what makes them tick, and why they uh, are the way that they are. And they're not just two ice queens that don't care about Subaru and only want to uh, help Amelia and the, I forget his name, but the mysterious clown king guy. And ReZero, after we left off, 
it still repeated things where uh, people died and then they he restarted from his last checkpoint. But I guess you could say business was definitely starting to pick up. Subaru, he was learning what his magic uh, class was. In this case, it was Shadow, which is basically debuff. So he can't really attack, but he can help out his uh, his teammates. And he definitely grew as a person. At, in this, he defended the maids. He wanted to do his part, help a village out, and just grow as a protagonist in this RPG world. Nah. And, and I know I you're know. not... Too- he's, he's still kind of a doofus to me, personally. Yeah, he's, he's kind of he's a... Gr- uh, he's growing, but he's still kind of a doofus. Well, you know, you gotta take it baby steps. This is old-school NES RPGs. It's gonna take him a while to level up. And... In the last season, we started talking about a lot of Walking Dead references because things were uh, mimicking that. And although I have never seen this series and I don't really know anything about it, but at the end of episode 12, we learned something. And I was actually thinking about it in the back of my head. After the evil witch murderous lady, after that little arc we didn't see too much of Felt and the old guy. And I started saying, you know what? I kind of missed them. And then, what do you know? She shows up in episode 12 because as business picks up, we learn that everyone wants to rise up to the throne. It's almost a game in a way. And Amelia, the clown king, even Felt, they're all trying to reach the top and get on that that chair because I hear it's really comfy. It must be one of those uh those fancy... RX type of chairs that you see on YouTube people. But everyone wants that chair. And I guess if you're going to tune in for the summer season, if you're going to continue to watch ReZero, you'll eventually find out who's going to get the comfy chair and who's going to sit on that cushion. Is it Subaru? Probably not. Because all he really wants is that date with Amelia. Which, Which brings me back to Subaru. I hope that this series goes along and he does mature a little bit because there are far too many examples of anime protagonist dudes not changing their character at all. And that's really annoying to me. So I'm hoping he grows up uh, as the show progresses. And I talked this over with Cody and uh, we've agreed that we're going to keep tabs on ReZero, and we're gonna see how, how it goes periodically. We'll, we'll throw in an update or two on ReZero, just to see how it goes along. Um, I agree with you, Richard, about the Demon Girls, Ram and Ram. Uh, it was nice to finally get some development on those two, because, as I said in previous episodes, those two were really starting to wear on my patience. I was really hoping to see some character from those two, since the two of them had been featured far more than Amelia, who at this point is just a princess. And that's okay. I mean, that's, that's who she is. If that's who she is, that's who she is. Uh, you know, that's what Puck, that's what Puck is there for. You, you brought something up that I haven't considered until now. In the first four, three or four episodes, Amelia was kind of secondary to Subaru, as in the second main character. And then once they went to the castle and they dealt with the maid, she kind of took a major back seat where we really only saw her for like a minute or two in each episode as she was just an NPC. We hardly interacted with her and she was, she was just kind of there. So she definitely took a back seat when she proved herself as this 
pretty formidable ice mage, and then she just kind of, eh, took a back seat. She she's being the princess. That that's how I see it. She's the princess, and you don't need the princess to be there all the time. Like in Final Fantasy VII, Eris wasn't there all the time. Uh, for the, the time she was in the game. She wasn't always there, but she was always important. And I imagine, given what we saw in episode 12, with the choice of who will lead the country, she's going to be important going forward. Uh, I, I like that the show still has action, but it still has a story. And the story actually does look interesting. Um, really, my big gripe right now was that at least we know with ReZero, there will be character development because the show is going at least 24 or 25 episodes. So if you're still interested in following along, I personally say ReZero isn't a terrible show to continue watching. Uh, like I said, Young Codiferous and I, we're probably going to keep tabs on it periodically. We'll throw it in, uh, when we're talking about the summer season. Uh, Richard, for you, would you say ReZero is worth continuing to check out and keep tabs on? Well, I definitely think so. If you've at least made it this far, I mean, I don't want to say uh, if you made it this far as an obligation, sort of like David did for the first couple episodes of Lost Village. Eh, maybe not. If you're not OCD like that, where you can actually, you know, not be a total completionist. But I think it's definitely picking up steam. So long as uh, episode 13 doesn't doesn't revert us back to the village or something, you know, what they were doing for a while, or they he just had to have back. he had to have hit a save point by now. Like, that castle well, you know, had to be a save point. It had to be. It it definitely had to be. And we have to remember, it's 2016, and more than likely there's an autosave feature already in place. So I'm hoping that the supposed uh, halfway point for this potential, whether it's the series or first season of ReZero, I hope that's at least a checkpoint of some sort. For the love of God. Really, there's... Honestly, if the show does end up going farther backwards, I think it would lose a lot of the goodwill it built. So, yeah, here's hoping that doesn't happen. I um used to be a very, very big JRPG fan back in the day. These days, I can have one, maybe one every once in a while. But even I would get sick of, you know, the constant grinding... In anime, that's why I watch anime. If I wanted to grind, I would just play the game. And I want to watch someone else play the game, and that's why I'm counting on you, Subaru. So please, save your game before you leave the village again. Yeah, and I have a really, really, really hard time with RPGs. So Subaru, save the frickin' game. For the love of God. Because I don't think I have too many of these resets left in me. Quite frankly, I really don't. Uh, but I do have another season of It's in Season left in me, Richard, which you, Cody Anderson, and I will talk about next time, won't we? We definitely will. It's in season. You know, whether it's duck or rabbit, we're still going to be here because we're on the other side. We don't have a stake in the, in the game. We're Elmer Fudd. As long as they don't trick us, we'll, we'll 
We'll find something. Cody picked the last two. I picked a couple in the previous. Maybe going on to 2016, 2017, maybe this will be David's season where he can finally be the universal pick and we'll, we'll finally get a gun to more, a, a true Mecca show. Nah, probably not. I'm, my taste is weird. I'm, I'm into weird stuff, so no. But thank you all for listening and thank you all for tuning in for the next time when we do debate what we're going to watch on the summer episode of It's In Season. If you enjoyed this podcast, subscribe in iTunes, subscribe in Stitcher Radio, go to DeltaJulietMike.com, check out the RSS feed. And if you really like everything we do at Delta Juliet Mike Media, hey, patreon.com slash Delta Juliet Mike. You can, you don't have to, it's all good in the hood. But again, for Richard Waters and the returning Cody Anderson, this is David Majors. Thanks for listening. <laughs>